Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Female Health Podcast. Today, I'm joined by someone I'm very excited to introduce. So we have the lovely Emma Kyo. Emma, if you haven't heard of her, is a qualified life coach and mindfulness teacher. Uh, She also has her own podcast, which is where I came across her called Empower with Emma. Um, And if you haven't listened to this, everyone who listens to my podcast, I highly recommend going over and listen it's just amazing to binge and you will get something from it no matter what stage of life you are at um but like that's my introduction I'm going to give uh you for Emma firstly thank you so much for coming on um, I really appreciate it <laughs> thank you thanks so much and I was just saying to Mary Jo I was like it's such an honor to go on to someone else's podcast as well because like we're all in this boat together I started my podcast journey to literally like open up to like be more vulnerable to spread more awareness about pro- proper you know life conversations between whether it's someone I inspire uh, I inspire or who inspires me and like we're all on this journey called life together and like you know I feel when we share experiences and we have really good conversations it's so educational and it's so inspiring and that's kind of the line of work I'm in now so I kind of would I call myself a wellness coach now Um, because like I'm all about like excuse me I'm all about you know your well-being, your mind. And I think over the last few years as well, like I've been through a lot of stuff in my life that have really brought me down this path of giving back to myself, going inside. And I think by sharing that on my podcast, on my socials, you know, going back to college, um, it's, you know, I want to inspire and help people as well along their journey, alongside sharing my experiences as well. Yeah, 100%. I feel like the conversations that, are happening on podcasts say like yourself Mm. maybe are things that we don't talk as much about maybe amongst our friends or family and like that's why we're so drawn to them it's like I need to hear this stuff like why aren't we talking more about this so it helps to open up our own minds to have these conversations with other people and like like so many different aspects whether it's like period health or hormones or if it's uh, even sex and like our attitude towards sex relationships like all this kind of stuff when you're out with the girls you're probably I find anyway a lot of conversation we very like surface level like how are you doing how's this but like do you ask those kind of questions do you talk about that yeah I do you do I do yeah yeah, I've gone to the other level I think through me healing so much and I'm still on that healing journey as well over the last two years that now I when you heal and you really go inside you realize how much substance you actually you crave through conversation so for me you know if you were talking to me yeah I love like Zara and clothes but like that after five minutes my attention span's gone now I want to know about you what's your life how are you what's going on what makes you happy and like even like things like you mentioned sex as well like it's like me and my friend 
Um, like we would be chatting about this where normally we wouldn't, but the past year, like, you know, being in new relationships and her as well, it's like, oh, what's going on there now? And, <laughs> and like, it's so nice because yeah, it's no, like, it's... We, don't, we don't feel uncomfortable having these conversations, you know? And we shouldn't. Like, like, we shouldn't no, not at all. Like... And I think through even having podcasts now, it's like, oh my God, you know, we can talk about periods now. We can talk about yeah. fertility. We can talk about breakups. We can talk about hormones. We can talk about sex. And it's it's a safe space because yeah. it's a pod. You're listening to it. You have the headphones on yeah. and you feel in a safe space. And you actually don't feel alone when you listen to these conversations yeah. that can't be spoken about in public because either, you know, you have to understand as well, not like, you know, we are, we are, conditioned to you know like like the iceberg everything is on top the few things are on top but what matters is all underneath and we don't share the subcon we don't share what's underneath a lot because we're afraid of judgments fears what are they going to think society social media is that a version of me I can talk yeah. about and etc etc where I do think now with a lot of people like podcasts you know really inspiring people that are doing this work out there have literally kind of made this a safe space and a comfortable yeah. space for us to actually be more open and talk about and basically by doing all that work you're able to be the true version of yourself the authentic version of yourself instead of hiding behind a mask on I actually really want help say with my sex life but yeah. I don't know what to do but I'm just going to put up and shut up and just settle but then yeah. you're like that's not my happiness so I do think there's so much around what's happening you can see COVID came at, yeah. at a really hard time but it was a good time for me. And I think a lot of people had realizations going, what is making me happy here? What do I need to do to take control back of my life? Yeah. Like so much to even unravel in everything you just said there. But like, like you say, you're opening that like kind of kind of worms and you listen to these episodes, these podcasts yeah. and in a good way. It's kind of like yeah. you're maybe actually maybe you weren't even aware that like your relationship oh, yeah. or that your sex life isn't that great. You're starting to think, question these things. And then you can actually go outside and start looking like, where can I go to actually work on this, get support mm. et and all that kind of thing. And yeah, like you said, I think when you go through stuff, it definitely builds more substance. And like, yeah, like you want to, like for me, I'm living in Portugal at the moment. And like the conversations here are like, they're real, like, they're they're more than like the surface level like they're real yeah. like what why are they here people are here because they have different stories to tell they've been traveling and it's just really interesting that it's not just like you say like the Zara conversation or where, where are we going out this weekend and that it's more than that and like the real true authentic person that's underneath um who you are and what's made you yeah. who you are got you here today because there's such a story behind every one of us really but yeah but unlocking that and being okay with no like not being afraid of judgment because if you're with the right people you shouldn't be being judged anyway yeah but, yeah you know. definitely yeah yeah so you talked a little bit there about your um the hard times and stuff so do you want to give a bit of a background yeah because I've heard obviously some of this before but like it's just nice for to give some context yeah. as well, if that's okay yeah so about two and a half years ago so like I was um I was all settled down you know I had a house I had a boyfriend I was with him nearly 10 years like nine years and I, it was all panned out I was I was a type of person that was always go 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 get up in the morning do this do that and constantly striving etc not knowing that there was issues say in my relationship and instead of talking about it obviously then um my ex now cheated on me but I didn't even get told it wasn't like oh just let you know I'm a, you know there something has happened this there were signs kind of coming up and I didn't know like I got a message on Instagram saying oh hey hon just to let you know your boyfriend's cheating on you and I was like 
what's that about? And then I said to him, and he was like, oh, that's just someone jealous. So that would say like August. Then it came up again about two months later. And I was like, hmm, this is a bit weird. And then around Christmas time, something else happened. And I was like, this is a bit, I seen a message on his phone. And I was like, who's this girl or, you know, that way. And me thinking, because I was so secure in my relationship. Oh, that's just, you know, like a girl. She's the new foreman on the site or whatever. I was like, all right. I was like, but why is there emojis there? Like, and he was like, oh, that's, I was like, I don't text my guy friends like that. So I was like, there's something not right. Then something else happened. And I was like, no, no, my gut was telling me, my gut was telling me, okay. And then I was away on business and I was in Sri Lanka. I was checking out the hotel and I was going to the airport and I looked at my phone and it was like, hey, hon, and me and the girls are sitting here having a few drinks. And we were just talking about, you know, I've been cheated on and gone through a bad breakup. And we were just being like, oh, have you heard that Emma Kios fella is cheating on her as well? And I was like, right, this is the absolute. I was like, this is going on a few months now. Like, this is the last straw. So I remember ringing him and I was like, you need to tell me, you need to tell me what's going on. And like, I got lied to, like, he never told me the truth, to be honest. And it all only unraveled out. And, you know, I went through a really hard time. So obviously like COVID hit that day that I came home oh from, God. from the Far East. And obviously, you know, the relationship broke down. And then obviously I had to go through that breakup as well. And I've never really said this publicly, but, you know, through all this as well, like I was actually trying for a baby during all this. So it can be like it was so hard. And that's something like I like it's two and a half years on where that I still like have that, you know, you're still healing and you think you're going to move on as well. Like I have moved on. I have a gorgeous partner. Like we're, we are so happy, but you're going to have that trigger and that traumas that are going to come back. And I'm only normal. And sometimes I feel that I have to crack on, but you're still going to have you know those flashbacks so I'm still on that healing journey as well like I've let him go and that part you know I knew then looking from the outside in now I knew I wasn't happy and you think a baby's gonna fix this I knew you know there were problems there but like you, you can't you can only see that now from the outside in yeah. and then even like I sold my house then at the start of the new year this year mm-hmm. and I moved out so I'm in an apartment now and it was the best thing I ever did because I was able to let all that go this year but I feel only this year all the letting go has happened because I wasn't in the house anymore I've properly just started to really let go of that life do you know that way because I don't yeah. get me wrong I'm so happy in my life now I'm so happy with the guy I'm with and do I regret any of that happening no because if that did not happen I wouldn't be where I am in my life but it does take time for you to grow and heal that life and get over it and you were you know planning children and then for someone to go off and and cheat on you and not even tell you to your face and what all while you're trying to get pregnant is like it's heartbreaking absolutely heartbreaking so I've, I've never said that even my podcast um but I did talk about fertility but I did say I was in that position myself I never tapped into it too much because I do think when the time is right you're able to share that story like I'm able to talk to you now about it without even say like getting upset about it because that's when I know oh I've properly really started to heal on that because I'm the only reason why I want to share my truth is to actually number one help myself to talk about it number two help other women know you are not in the same you're, you're not alone and number three to spread awareness on this that like so, so many people think and the funny thing is you blame yourself going was it me was it that I actually never blamed myself because 
I knew it wasn't me. Yeah, there were cracks in the relationship when I look back now, but they're his actions. I did nothing wrong. So yeah. I'm, I I conditioned myself with that. And even through, you know, healing and, you know, say like, you know, when they're trying to get in contact with you and all, I just never gave yeah. a mile. I gave them an inch. Nope, sorry, can't talk. Da, 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 da. Like, so that was my way of dealing with it. And from that then, I obviously COVID hit. Um, I was, it was really hard because you could only be around a limited amount of people. Um, I needed my family around me. I needed support. So my sister did live with me at the time and, you know, she helped immensely and I had a really good support system. I was very lucky to have that, but I learned so much about myself. So I would have never shared my problems. I would never spoke openly like this ever. I would have been like, everything's fine. Everything's amazing. And I've learned to be open. I've learned to be more vulnerable and the power of vulnerability. I thought, you know, when you see someone and you see them crying or you see them being vulnerable, I actually always look to people like that and I go, they are so inspirational, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. Where now doing that has helped me, but I think has nearly helped other people because they can see that side that I'm not just a shiny penny that like, you know, everyone thought I was so positive, but you didn't know what I was going through, where now I can actually come out the other side and say, you know, I've learned so much about myself. I may be, um, I'm able to ask for help. I'm able to help other people. I'm able to share my story. You know, I went back to college to actually focus on the now and in the present. And now I can be a mindfulness teacher from that. So all yeah. this work that I do on myself, I nearly... I work on myself first and then I know it works and then I can literally put and I'm in the process now of being able to do that with other people so like being able to be like coach people I want to do you know my mindfulness courses I'm doing a retreat in the new year so it's all just in the fruitation stages so you literally grow through what you go through so and I'm probably an example of that. So you've been through so much so you've probably like grown a million times like that you're like you've grown yeah so much there like and like, on top of like you know being in a job when part-time I thought I was going to lose my job then this year I got made redundant I took voluntary redundancy moved house so like so much change nearly overwhelming change has happened but I, I wanted it I'm like right I just I just need it gone now I need it done I need to cleanse myself because I've really I really feel that I'm, I've stepped into a different version of myself where me looking back at the Emmet that say was with him or that was in there I'm like I don't know her anymore yeah. like I'm a different person yeah. you know that way and I actually really we all have you know stuff we want to work on you know but I actually really love the person I've evolved to be and I think I'm very pr I'm, I'm only I, I do struggle with being proud of myself because I'm such a go-getter but I've learned I think over time to be proud of yourself you know you know and I think by even going on my podcast and sharing these stories or my Instagram and talking to my friends hearing people like say oh my god I love that and you're so vulnerable like yourself saying about the fertility thing I'm like oh my god they're getting it yeah. <laughs> you know that way wow like firstly I just want to say I can't even imagine the hurt like and like mm. the trauma that that would yeah. still have in your core like that doesn't just leave when you leave the person you know that's still stuck in you I'm sure like mm. so like you're doing the work clearly yeah. Yeah, like removing that but it's not an easy process but yeah like I can't even imagine so so sorry like genuinely for yeah. that like it's just so nice. tough I'd imagine and um, yeah. some of the things you said like you said so much there and like I, like, I probably won't even get to everything but one of the things like even you mentioned there like little feelings that like the gut feeling that things weren't right or the little, mm. crack, little cracks and stuff like that like 
I think anyone who comes out of a relationship always looks back and says this like I can say that for sure I mean like my gut was always at me like I literally got gut issues because of it like girl well we're in this together (laughs) you know what I mean like so (laughs) it's like screaming at you do you know what I mean and yet you're still look you're still like no you just cover it up or you make something or then another thing will happen so you're kind of over it then again so you're like you forget about that time but when you look back like you say in high Insight, it wasn't as good as it, as you maybe no. thought it was and all of that kind of stuff yeah I feel like so many people are in relationships like that um you yeah. know maybe in their 20s and stuff like and I don't know like obviously in your 30s as well but I feel like a lot of people in their like late 20s to early 30s mm. will be in these relationships where they're like will I stay will I go I'm not sure is it is it too is it too scary to leave yeah like it's a kind of like that pivotal point isn't it where like mm. and then breakups in your 30s like that's that's scary like because yeah you're supposed to be getting married then you're supposed to have 100% so and the thing is is like when you think about it say when that happened say two and a half years ago it was during COVID like COVID was a blip so I I realized like, I journal a lot that like I properly only started really going into myself and healing that like different aspects of myself this year because I've learned everything I've, I've learned to let everything go and you know grief and you know think like trauma or triggers or whatever it is and it's totally yeah. normal yeah. it's totally normal and I think it's for me it's about normalizing this like I say some people are like what is she on about or here she goes again but if you've been there you know you could be with someone new and be the happiest but a song come on and it triggers something in you and that's normal you're a human but like I think kind of going back to say like the settling aspect as well and then growing up and evolving it's really realizing now like that taught me I think every relationship or every friendship or whatever teaches you something and you know I learned like I will never settle and I think I know my worth as well so you know the the man I'm with now as well as much as you did you nearly think they're supposed to be mind readers you have to tell them so I'd be like listen you know what's going on here or you know I felt this way or I feel this way or I think you know we should do this or they are horrible like they're they're not really you know they're not supposed to be you know comfortable conversations but I'm more comfortable now with having those conversations because if that's what I want out of a relationship or a friendship or whatever you need to be open about it because they're never going to know what you're going to want or where you're going to be or you know etc for what version you are and you know what your values are and who you are as a person you know and for them to connect with you like that so I think you have to be real you have to be honest you have to communicate because the more you suffer you're going to suffer in silence people aren't mind readers they don't like they're not as you know connected as you think as well you do have to spell it out for some people and that's the thing I've learned to communicate just being like oh hey I'm having a bit of a shit day today or oh hey you know I need more love or you know like little things like that where they like some people just don't know like so I think I've learned so much from that to tell people what I need um what like help from and like people are like you are just like a completely different version of yourself like yeah like because if you're not doing that you're essentially like lying to yourself then like suffering you're suffering in silence you know yeah um and like I can totally resonate with that as well and that's taken Mm. me like time to get to that yeah like and again I think I said off the podcast like I needed you like two years ago going through a breakup like and it wasn't even that like I always knew that that was not like good for me like it wasn't even the person but it was like the whole I don't know the process of just like that life being over is so challenging and then like 100%. it's kind of like the grief for what 
the life you thought was going to be and everything that came exactly and I only said this to my friend so she made a really good point because grief comes in stages if you don't like there's five stages of grief but grief everyone thinks that that can be a death but when you lose whether it's a friendship or a relationship that is a death because that person was your other person or you were with that person or you knew them for so long and you were attached to them etc they knew you they got you so you have to grieve that but it's like I went through three different kind of stages of grief number one I was grieving say the relationship and that was over then I was grieving the house and the fa- yeah. I was supposed to then the third set was the whole you know grieving a family grieving you know me thinking I was having children and now it was like oh my god is it a ticking time bomb am I supposed to have children etc but you know even now for me because I know you'll probably want to touch on this as well is that you know about the fertility and stuff so I'm 36 yeah. and I think when I when I broke up say with him I was what 34 34 was I 34? Yeah, 33 gone, 33 gone, 34. Okay. And um, I was like, right, okay. So then when I got out of that, I'm like, oh my God, I'm old. I need, like, what's going to happen? Do I need kids? And then that made me question my beliefs. So thinking, oh, maybe it's not meant to be for me. Maybe I'm not supposed to have children. I'm like, you know, my friend and my sisters and all were like, what the hell, Emmy? You're the most maternal figure ever. Like, you know, you, you're, you're someone we look up to. You looked after us. You helped us. And stay with my friends. And I was like, okay maybe I'm disregarding my own beliefs for what I've went through so then I started to do a bit of work on that and go I go to therapy and um I was like okay maybe I do but not right now you know because that can't fix right now so then I kind of started tapping into that a bit now but but then the more I did that it's like you think that void's going to fix it again but it's the choice because it's your biological clock you're 36 you're like oh my god what the hell but then the weird thing is now it's like if you were to say to me okay Emma do you want a baby right now I'd be like no it's like I've so much to do so then I'm like ooh. and then I remember my sister saying to me would you freeze your eggs and I was like hmm interesting and I never thought of it I was like yeah maybe so I had the choice if if you know might say my eggs were they like good quality now or whatever but it's something say in the new year I'm definitely gonna think of because I'm 36 now but then then I have that choice but then it's like do I want children you know like or don't I or do I want this life like these are kind of questions I'm starting to ask myself like you know would I be happy if I was just with my partner and not have children because you know like realistically I have say 10 years to have children not even so it's kind of like it doesn't scare me that's being honest where at the start it did scare me and I asked I asked a lot of questions around this on on my last podcast on mine around fertility and it was the first time I talked openly about you know this area in my life and uh, a lot of women a lot of women say obviously it's see the thing is it's such a big scope area because you have people who are infertile you have people who want children um, you know who probably don't have partners you probably have same sexes who want children as well donors you have IVF you have people who don't want children like there's, it's so big and there's so many topics around and as well I'm not educated on all this so it, it, ha- it is a sensitive subject especially yeah. for women so yeah. I was very mindful of that Um, for me I just put up a, a, a box and some women were like we don't want children and we're happy about that you know me and my partner my we love our life but some people are like what the hell and I'm like I don't think we're conditioned, especially our generation, um, are getting more knowledgeable on that. But it's real, like, oh, do you not want marriage? Do you not want marriage and kids? And it's like, honey, that's like a thing of the past now. Sure, my my partner said to me, 
would you like a ring now over the next year or two? <laughs> and I was like, all right, yeah. But then he was like, okay, because then we're talking about getting a camper van. And I was like, all right. He was like, it's either a ring or a camper van. And I actually <laughs> said to him, I swear to God, I said to him, what do you think I'd like? And he goes, a camper van. And I says, yeah. Pass, yeah. <laughs> no, because I'm so, don't get me wrong, every girl is conditioned in that way as well. And don't get me wrong, yes, I would like to get married or, you know, if there was children there. But right now I'm like, I'd rather a camper van. I still want to live my life. I still feel like so much that I want to do before I do that. And I don't think... I don't think that's um, selfish. I think it's like we're living our lives. We've been a cop for two years. We've actually, yeah. you know, really had a lot of time to think about what's making us happy. What do we want our life? Do we want that? Are we happy with a partner, without a partner? Do we want to be on our own? Do we want to become a lesbian? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's all these questions going like, yeah. what is making me happy right now? And I think that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, and it just shows that you are asking the right questions, mm. not like what should I do? What is everyone else doing? And mm. um, you know, what age should I be doing this at? Oh God, I'm 35 now. I'm not married yet. What's going on? Like these are the things that like lots of women, let's be real, str- go through like now. But like there is definitely more yeah. openness now, more like people like being themselves and like actually asking the authentic real questions about what do they actually want so what do you actually want now isn't maybe a life of like Mm. just completely like it is it is a more like a settled life when you have a child obviously you know you can't freely as as much like you can't to an extent but not as much so you're giving up a huge part of your life and if you're and like the whole selfish thing I don't really can I what I don't really get what people mean by that is it that you're not like contributing to the next generation what do they mean I I don't know like I think sometimes it's being selfish I think it's a bit of a it's like a trigger word because it's yeah. it's like a different context selfish is like obviously you're looking after yourself and you're only thinking of yourself but in that context it's you're putting yourself and your needs first okay. you know and a lot of people don't do that but for another person to say now you're being selfish or whatever I just think that's personally a reflection on them you know that way because you shouldn't have to comment and label your thoughts to another person you know that way like so like I think if you've nothing nice to say don't say it at all and if someone doesn't ask for an opinion then don't give an opinion yeah. you know that way so it's like you know um I know for instance let's say if you were with a partner it's like oh when he's getting married it's, it's just like an automatic Irish thing and then it's it like is, it? yeah you know that way it's like it just comes out of our mouths oh you're you know when someone has a baby you're next it's like what and you don't even know that person's situation they might be on their fourth round of IVF they might not be able to have children they might not want children and I'm just like I think people need to be more mindful of their words Um, and that's something I've worked on over the last few years especially when I was god in my 20s you'd be short-mouthed like that yeah and you'd be like oh my god I should now I'm like no you kind of have to watch what you're saying and you know because you don't know that person and I sense someone's energy so I do think we're getting a lot more aware as a nation especially from COVID um but yeah it's just being mindful of your words because you don't know what that other person is going through yeah absolutely uh like I just there's a, a woman I follow um gluten-free fee uh she's mm. the cutest baby but she had her own um her journey to have her baby now basically but people are always asking her when are you giving your baby a brother or a sister and all this and like it's the most insensitive thing like 
to ask anyone and like you say when are you getting married or like are you gonna what's that to you what's that to you so like it's just do you know what it is information is power so people just want to know information oh what are you doing where you got well obviously that's what social network it's so sorry social media for but that's not your business like if it's not your business then no offense stay in your lane like if 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 I'm not going to share that business because I remember when I broke up with my ex I was getting messages upon messages oh hey just want to know are you still with your boyfriend I'm like are you actually for real like you know I'm hard not no offense but I'm hardly gonna write being like hey just to let you know like no no like, there's, there's there's a line that you you cannot cross like it's boundaries and I yeah. I think people just love to know a little bit of information and that's okay like we're curious we're we're human beings and that's natural for us to kind of know oh what's going on there like you know and that's fine but it's now when to go oh do you know what that's actually none of my business and do you know what I don't I shouldn't ask that question because that might be a touchy subject for them. Okay. It's asking yourself a few questions. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Or you say Or is this going to help someone as well? Sometimes people can say comments that are like really unhelpful. It's like, you know, maybe you could do it losing a few pounds or, um, you know, maybe that's not like these kind of comments as well. People saying oh, like, God. these helpful comments, maybe don't say that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm lucky. I don't like, you know, I have a great following say on Instagram. Yeah. All the ladies are and if there's any guys in there as well, but they're all so nice. I'm very lucky. The odd, odd time I might get one and they're all so nice. And I, I think like I've grown that community and that they, you know, they you attract what you put they're like my hype girls. Oh my yeah, God, yeah. you look real, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God. but yeah. I think it's cause like, I'm just, I'm, I'm a very real person. I'll tell you if I'm, you know, I'm having a shit day or I'll come on to my pod or whatever and that's why I kind of started my pod as well because if you want to know my authentic self and share stories and about you'll tune in I don't give all that on social media now because you know I can't like I don't like to share too much as well like now I keep my private life private you know so I think that's very volatile to actually have that balance in your life yeah totally I feel like a podcast is more of a safe place for some reason as well like you know mm-hmm. I, I don't at all like I have a much smaller Instagram following but still it's still in context relative you know I still wouldn't come on mm-hmm. and for me it's just not something I would come on and talk about as openly about say no I wouldn't either no here I'm okay no. with that it's, it's a mindset thing maybe I don't know but I'm just much more comfortable with talking about stuff here and um, maybe because the people who are listening are like your your fans or whatever people yeah and they're genuine fun. they're like people yeah. that want to hear the story and they want to yeah. tune in as well do you know that way I'm so like I'm joking by the way when I say fans (laughs) I'm joking when I say fans (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah going back to the fertility thing because right I don't know if you know like what I work with or who I work with what I work I for myself for example I've got polycystic ovary syndrome Mm -hmm. so when I was like 19 I was told you probably will struggle to have kids so it's always been at that age I kind of didn't take it too seriously I was like Mm. It's only been like in the late, like later years, like now when I'm in like my 30s that I'm like, mm, okay, and um, this is something I probably should really like think about. But like, yeah. again, a lot of the girls or women I work with are the same. I work with PCOS, hormonal issues, conditions and things like that. And I just, it really like your podcast was so like a lot of the podcasts I listen to are really like, you know, the, like the educational stuff around like, mm. um, the science behind fertility and the act but I just what I loved about yours was the realness 
of women in their 30s like going through this struggle and like it's such we do have a biological clock we are like we do have to think about these things and yeah like you say maybe you don't want to have kids amazing you know yeah we don't have the freedom um like sell by date what men do men are never expiring you know that way when you think about it I know their sperm Mm -hmm. might not be as good or whatever it is but they're still able to have children up until they're 60 70 80 whatever they want but we can't like we literally have a window and it does make you feel pressured in life do you know that way and like it it, it's a a really good conversation I think to have because it it's it is pressurizing it is stressful Mm. and this makes people like it it does take a mental hold on maybe women in her 30s like and Mm. uh, affect her like her quality of life even her relationships you know what I mean yeah Mm. um and it could really seep into these areas and like like the egg freezing for example is I think something it's just good to know that there's maybe another option out there as well open that conversation get you thinking this is something maybe that I might actually do you know and obviously like if you're listening to this and you're in your 20s like this is really good information to know like that you can this even but you're even for me like when I was even trying as well like I went and I, I got fertility tests to make sure that like my eggs my embryos were all good so I went and I got all that done like I there was like I wasn't just hoping for the best like I did my homework and I asked some girls in work and I was like oh they were doing the same thing and I was like oh right okay went to the Marian Fertility Clinic and I made got every got ultrasounds got it tested and they says no you're all fine so I knew for reassurance that I was okay and in a good place to get pregnant but obviously you know I think my guardian angel my nana was looking down on me being like this is not right this is not right and um I knew I was like say I knew for myself I was you know fine with trying for kids but then obviously it wasn't the right time for me and then but they do recommend as well when I went there it it was so educational because we don't get learned this stuff in school and it's so as a woman we know no offense jack shit about like our hormones our health you know everything like that you could literally have a curriculum in school all about this right I'm and I'm so that. like I want to like teach. I think it's so important and I talk to yeah. Ashley O'Keefe AOK Nutrition about this all the time and I'm like why isn't there a female health class or a sex ed class that you put everything together because I like to see SPE SPHE like what is that what is that class do you know that way I'm like we need something where how you know you have everything got to do with health female health sex education you know talking about you know non-binary you know transgender educational and that could be one segment for a few months of the year then you go into other life education etc dealing with heartbreak dealing with grief all those real life situations emotional intelligence like you know that way talking about mindfulness values what you want in your life like I think it's just it's they need to incorporate this because when children come out and teenagers come out of school and they're 18 they're like they haven't an actual like I know now I didn't have a clue like I'm like what the hell I'm in this world even talking about like sex education what do I do how do I do it and or you know you know like trying to have children what is this what's this like you know it's just crazy even the craziest thing I think is the belief that you think you can get pregnant like that like it's the easiest thing in the oh world. no 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 oh yeah no you just no 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 it doesn't work like that but I think from that then you know I was told then like every year your eggs and your embryo like they 
obviously decrease. So yeah. say if I wanted to have children, that was say three years ago, I need to go again, get tested, see the quality of my eggs. And then if I wanted to freeze them or whatever, like say when I'm, go- if I want to go down that journey as well, yeah. but they change. So like one year you could be like in a really good position, but the next year could, could be completely different. Oh. And I was like, what? I was like, what do you mean? Like, will these not be grand? She was like, I, I can't tell you that, but every year you will have, to- that's 300 euro. Do you know what I mean? To get that done every year. So if you were doing that every year on top of, I'm like, God, it's it's so expensive just as a woman. And then on top of, you know, your smears, like, and I had a scare with the, the Let's treatment there last year. I was on like level three and I had to go in and get the procedure done. It was so scary. And I actually shared this on Instagram and I had a highlight and so many women were like, oh my God. And then so many women got smears because I shared my story. And that's the great thing about your your level of uh, like the reach that you have that you can inspire and mm. encourage people to do that. Like, and it's not easy to come on and say that because like mm. to come on and say you've got that because I actually get something similar and like yeah. there's nowhere to go and talk to. Like, there's I mean, nowhere to go. Knowing the girls being like, I'm freaking, like I'm so freaked, you know, yeah. like, so like it's the anxiety that that can give you. Like, and then obviously, you know, touch wood everything's okay you get results mm-hmm. and you're relieved again but like it's just a cycle of constant worry for yeah. women in their 30s and like you say your egg health like yeah. this show it does decline after your 30s yeah from that age on which is shit mm. really like but um you know, know. And, and there is things that you can do to kind of I suppose slow down that like reduction like obviously things like alcohol and smoking are probably not going to help you very much in terms mm-hmm. of the quality but like there's also just na- nature and genetics and just the fact that they do go down in quality as you yeah. get older so like I suppose from this podcast everyone listening like we I guess what the purpose of this was like to kind of open this conversation up and yeah. like I'll just kind of get talking about it more like in a real way not like you know I talk a lot about like hormones and managing them like through Mm. nutrition and lifestyle and managing your stress but just also Mm. like the awareness that these conversations are important to have and maybe like just to consider what you really want what are your values what's important to you right now in your life and is it what you Yeah. yeah and I think it's being real as well like I you can end up hiding what you want in life So whether that's children, like I thought, oh, I want this conversation with my new partner. And then I was like, oh, God, I do want. And I literally was so scared. Um, And then I was like, I'm not being real to me. I'm not being true to me. So I was like, listen, I'm just letting you know, like, I do want children, but not right now. But I'm just telling you. Yeah, And he was like, like, oh, okay. Now he has, you know, an older child. He's a bit older than me as well his child is an adult so obviously he was like oh okay I thought he would have been like no 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 because no like that was a deal breaker for me like if you're gonna say no then I don't want to be with someone that is like if it did happen yeah that like you have my back or you know if we plan or etc I'm not in the position now planning children but if it did happen or I got to that stage I need to know that you're with me or you're a unit and then from that I think he was just like no like I'm with you like you know this is we're in this together and I didn't plan that either or if it does happen been and I was thinking of stuff in my head going no no he's done he's gonna tell me like I was literally gearing myself up for being like no this is it but then 
this is where thoughts thoughts aren't facts. You can't think that that other person is going to say that because you don't know. You're just creating anxiety for yourself. So I learned to kind of just like take a back seat and be like, listen, I'm going here with open arms, whatever it is, what it is. And then the conversation was so nice. But I was the one who had to actually drive that conversation because it's my life. It's my values. It's my needs. And I think I'm just trying to share awareness to other women out there because I know there's going to be so many women who are exactly the same as me, exactly the same as you that like kind of brush it under the rug and just go ah yeah but then at the end of the day you're sacrificing your own happiness a hundred percent and like if anyone gets anything from this it's having these harder conversations because like you say like you don't want to be down the line finding out that they don't want what the same as you want and then you're like oh my god I've just sat in this relationship for two or three years hoping for the best and then he's only telling me now no like my my time is precious do you know that way you gotta ask these hard questions and like I'm sitting here on my horse saying on a podcast, but like, trust me, I'd be shitting myself when I have these questions to people, like the hard questions. Just listen like, back to this podcast and you'll be all good. <laughs> like, I, I'm just going back to even like, like I'm in a new relationship now, like I'm kidding me for talking on this. <laughs> but like, oh. but um, yeah, like just saying those, I, 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 he's so chill it's like other level whereas I am the anxious, like overthinker, like you saying, like, he's going to say this. Really say this. good book for that as well. I have it here. It's called um, Attachment Style. Oh, I I know what I am. Don't worry. I'm anxious attachment style. No, I I thought I was really anxious, but I'm like an anxious secure, but it actually tells me how to, why you're anxious. You know, where does that come from? How can you be more secure? How you can communicate? And I thought, oh God, it's going to be very sciencey, but I actually learned, I'm halfway through the book and you don't kind of read 10, 15 pages. But it's really good for anyone that like, is like that because as well, you think it's all in your head, but it's not. There's actually, there's so much around it that like, you know, we all are going through stuff in our lives, you know, all our relationships have, you know, bumps and stuff. And like, especially you going through your old relationship and then you're, of course, you're going to have some shit there as well. Do you know that way? Because your old relationship and they have to understand that. But once you let, you know, you can talk about this. Yeah. Communication is the main thing. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's so funny. Like you were saying, like just the little triggers kind of come up, like, and like, they're so, they're nothing related. There's nothing actually bad or dangerous, but then suddenly it just brings you back and you're just like, and they're like, what? I didn't mean it like that. Or what are you on about? Like, and it's actually kind of funny. And it's so good though to like make them aware of like where that trigger came from. Yeah stuff like that so they're like in 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 100 yeah basically but and like stuff that you're saying there as well a lot of your childhood conditioning and childhood traumas comes oh, in yeah. your style doesn't it yeah 100 and I think as well like even me share and say I'm on a healing journey as well it's not just healing from my relationship or from my breakup or from that as well there's a lot of stuff that I'm healing with the version I was or stuff comes up then when you're or patterns come up that you're like oh that's a childhood trauma that's a trigger so it's because I'm, I'm I'm changing my whole self my whole outlook my whole perspective the person I am it's not just healing that part I'm healing other areas of my life as well yeah so clearly you know your worth now like you know you seem to even know what like when you went through that breakup like you were like no you weren't like having the contact attacked and stuff like that and like, oh no I was like he knew like I was done I was like oh that's why I never said it and all and I was like no we're done here we're done yeah yeah and like and no see you later but not everyone is like that like and that oh is- no I know and that's yeah. why I'm I don't know where I got it from but it's like I have this I don't know alter ego or something I'm like no way like I have this streak where I'm like 
if that ever happened like I'm done I just I would literally not tolerate that at all because I'm just like no yeah no like I and what I'm trying to like say here is like it's for people going through a heartbreak or a breakup like whatever age they're at it doesn't really matter because it all hurts the same anyway what is your like your advice or like steps or like healing process like it's not a one size fit all I don't think like so I think the main thing is is talk is talk like you know open up about your feelings and if you can't talk journal I started journaling properly when I at the start of all this and COVID as well just so I was heard so I could write everything down and actually kind of dissect how I'm feeling why I'm feeling that I'm crying today why am I crying I feel this way then you're able to open up and dissect all your feelings and then when you do that you can talk to people I'm not having a good day cry learn to cry because you cannot suppress your feelings when you cry it's a release you're releasing energy so when you release that you can you can move on then if you're not releasing that energy you're holding on to stuff that means you can't even let go another thing is 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 really be patient and be kind to yourself so I was a culprit of being so hard on myself I'm not doing enough I'm not making progress and it's just being kind, like, you know, not some days it's it's okay to cry all day. It's okay to lay in bed. It's okay to eat a tub of ice cream, food, whatever you need. Right. Like I always say, just check yourself before you wreck yourself. Wake up. How am I feeling today? What do I need today for me to get through this day? I need a walk and I need a coffee and I need to talk to someone like so. First of all, talk, if not journal, reach out to your support system, check in on your needs and what you need. And just know that letting go is okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like time is a healer, isn't it? Like as horrible as that. Oh, healing is a journey. It's not yeah. a destination. So yeah. it's going to be up and down. Time is a healer. Because I remember like sitting on, I remember actually, and I, I always remember when I was in that moment, I was going to remember that moment. I remember just sitting on my kitchen floor no one was in the house just controllably roar and crying going what the fuck is going on in my life like I'm so lost I'm so broken I just like no I, I was just so and even a lot of people were like how did you bounce back so quick even some people are kind of like hmm you know you didn't really yeah. you just you cracked on too much but I think everyone has their own way like you know yeah. my own way was yeah I have my my hiccups as well and I have my trigger but they're like this is normal Emma this is normal it's like you've been a decade there so it's going to take time to heal and even my boyfriend now my partner he's great he's really like you know what I mean he's so supportive like and he knows it's nothing got to do with him and I love him but it's just like like, yeah it's more and knowing I can have these open conversations with him it's not like oh I feel you know because that kill me if I couldn't be open and be myself so I think it's been really yeah it's been really kind it's re- being really mindful of yourself and just doing whatever you need to do and like you went through that during COVID when everyone was like it's in a good way in a way like you said as well I find COVID actually a great thing I have to slow mm-hmm. down I have to go inward and you know check in with myself and stuff like that like and kind of like what you did to your journaling work on yourself as well and all of that like so in a way it's a good thing but like even for people now we don't have COVID yay but like it is a good time a good thing to do is just to slow down but the being kind to yourself is vital I think because you're already feeling like horrible about the loss the grief yeah you need to be your friend as well you need to actually be nice and get help as well like therapy is really yeah therapy counseling you know whatever it is you need like 
is like so vital and find the therapist which suits you so if yeah, something yeah. if so if you feel someone doesn't work then don't just settle for that either you know because at the end of the day you're not just settling so find the therapist or the counselor or the coach whatever I found exercise really good just going out for my walks and stuff like that like I I act so funny right actually even seeing this I, I even then that brings me back I remember the first few weeks when I was going through this I literally just used to listen to Ariana Grande and like there was one song you know that song breathing you know just keep breathing yeah. right and I literally was like that's all I have to do just keep breathing just keep breathing and I was like you know I'm gonna keep and I literally and now I have a tattoo breathe on my side oh, yeah. yeah so I think it's little things like that just breathe just I'm here today like just think it today like that's all that matters I don't have to think it tomorrow just keep breathing yeah yeah I made like the happiest playlist ever of songs just so I like raised yeah. me up every time I went in a walk yeah but like even doing other like types of therapies for me I liked R- Reiki that was something that oh helped. I'm Reiki level one as well oh amazing I'll have to go when you are <laughs> when I'm back Reiki's amazing yeah um, I'm doing two in January so then I can start doing it on people oh I love it like and it's just like releases like oh the amount of crying and you do oh, <laughs> that was my big turning point to be honest where I done therapy and then when I done Reiki level one it wasn't necessarily for me to start going down that journey of of, of you know healing people as well but it was to heal myself and that weekend of me doing Reiki level one was literally like so many sessions of therapy all in one like I the clearance the energy then the self-belief from it it was just amazing and especially giving back to yourself so like obviously like I went in on a retreat to Italy I go to retreats on days I do things like that I do little, like as in I go to workshops and stuff so I'm all into self-development so that become you become more aware of you and then you're like oh maybe I should do that oh I need that I need that and then you learn how to be more vocal about it. so you learn a lot when you start working on yourself a hundred percent and like that's what we you got to work on yourself basically like it doesn't have to be mm. massive like always spending time like oh. And in, in like the self-development world because it's a huge there is a world of that really isn't there but just doing, oh yeah. yeah like just doing things that make you feel good just as simple as a, a walk in nature talking to your friends yeah. good podcasts like nothing major but like they're little things for you to do fill your cup up every single day like and uh, that can just because you have to take care of you like basically you're your you're number one at the end of the day no matter who is in your life relationship wise whatever because if you need your validation from other people it's just that's not a good way to be you need to be able to validate yourself look after yourself be empowered in your own self and your own value etc do you know what I'm trying to say yeah really? yeah. yeah definitely yeah well um Emma I think like we've covered quite a good bit in that podcast yeah. and like reasonably short space of time like we got through a good few areas um, yeah I really appreciate you coming on like for anyone who wants to who doesn't follow you or, or know where to go to find you just let, let them know <laughs> yeah so you can follow me on Instagram so at Emma Kyo K-E-H-O-E Kiho, or my podcast is Empower with Emma it's over on all the main channels like Spotify and um, Apple and um, keep your eyes peeled because in the new year I'll have my own website amazing very good and like are you working with clients then as well like yes yes so I am a life coach I have clients at the moment and I'm really building that up as well and I also have an event on in two weeks time on the 19th of November I'm doing a mindfulness movement and meditation hike up in Trebedden Woods in Rathfarnham so if you're around feel free to come 
Amazing. Well, I'll definitely share that as well. But look, amazing to have you on. I think there are so many valuable nuggets, insights in there for women in general. And I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed it. It was like a little dose of therapy just to talk about these things and just like dig up the stuff. Like, But um, yeah, thank you again, Emma. And I'll be back next week, everyone, with another episode. Thank you.